0: Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green
1: and send it to the hosts in the studio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Motorsports Madness. And uh, it is indeed a show about madness and we talk racing a little bit too. Uh but we mostly just uh have a lot of fun and enjoy ourselves. My name is Tom Baker and we are coming to you from the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. Sitting next to me at the big table is Randy Miller and uh Randy is the host of the Inside Pass on Tuesday mornings here. Randy and I co-host that show and um we also have James Mellick with us. We call him Red, as everyone else does, too. And James is uh, uh, back to work now with Levine Family Racing, getting ready for the return of NASCAR. Oh, yeah. Uh, coming up um, in just about a week and some days.
2: And we didn't get any off time. Let me tell you, we hit the ground running I bet when you we did. came back. I mean, yes, it was full speed ahead. yeah.
1: Yeah, there is no sort of easing back into it because you've got two races a week for the foreseeable future. Yeah,
2: we jumped right into it. I I can imagine
1: that's very crazy. Uh, Coming up tonight, we've got Nick DeGroot going to join us from motorsport.com that we know of. And Nick is going to be, should be a lot of fun to talk with Nick. We always enjoy having Nick on our Race Chaser shows. Uh, He's been a really good uh, kind of uh, correspondent or associate, uh, whatever you want to call it, colleague, to, uh, to talk to as as often as uh, we can get him involved with one of them. And tonight, we're going to have Nick on. We're not only going to talk about the latest and uh, what's going on in the sport, not just NASCAR, but short tracks as well, uh, because more and more of them are opening up. But we're also going to continue something that we started on the inside pass, um, we had Nick on a week or two ago, and we're going to do a little bit of a draft, if you will. It is a NASCAR draft, and um, we'll explain that when it comes by, but uh, we're going to do that as well. We've got a lot uh, a lot of ground to cover here tonight, and we're looking forward to getting things started. This show, of course, brought to you by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life, and we are... Um, just about to get things started but first we need to step aside when we come back we'll kick things off here with motorsports Madness for another week stay with us
3: you own a performance car and you know how to drive but you want to learn real performance driving If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff, or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Louis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Hi, this is Ross
2: Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show.
7: If they only knew what we go through when the commercial break is going on, it'd be a miracle to Um, really see what things are happening. Behind-the-scenes look. It is madness. It is madness, which is how the <laughs> how the show got its name. But it is madness. That's Tom Baker. I'm Randy Miller. We're trying to figure out exactly what's going on. With well, we got our Jacob guests, Seelman so.
1: on uh, the Strutmasters.com hotline. I believe he's still on, so we're going to talk with him for a segment. and Nick DeGroot will be in. Hello, Jacob. To talk with us. Uh, welcome Hot to the line. show, Jacob Seelman from Speedsport and SprintCarMidget.com. Apparently, we've. Uh, Uh, We've got an issue with one of our lines here. So we're going to have Jacob for a segment. Then we'll have Nick DeGroote on. Um, So Jacob, uh, obviously a whole lot going on. We're getting closer and closer to the debut, or uh, should I say reboot? um, Because after all, this show is sponsored by My Computer Career. Um, The reboot of NASCAR for 2020 Part 2. And um, I was interested today in the fact that um, we now have three drivers. We know who the big three are for NASCAR Cup 2040 or so, 2042. You've got Keelan Harvick, Cash Boyer, and now you've got Jameson Jett Logano.
0: I saw that earlier today, and I could not help but have a little bit of a laugh. Uh, That was that was quite amusing to me and
8: uh <laughs>
0: if family names in NASCAR are any indication, yes, we're going to have the Boyers, the Harvicks and the Logano's for oh about the next uh, 40 years or so and it's going to be great.
1: Yeah, I I loved how Joey mentioned that uh uh the, the the little one um popped out the roof hatch uh <laughs> but uh, then said everything is okay with uh <laughs> mom and the kids so um, that's good yeah that that was very clever yeah um, i didn't hear that and that's i wouldn't good have though. expected it wouldn't have expected any less from from joey okay so what are you hearing about uh the latest as far as the return to nascar all the teams are back to work and dividing themselves up into shifts and wearing masks and doing all the uh things they were supposed to be doing like good uh good little dutiful soldiers and uh now we're going racing at darlington next sunday what's the latest
0: Well, Um, as far as what's going on in the shop, I feel like Red would be a uh, a better answer to that question than me, and I think you basically summed it up. Everybody's working in shifts, we're maintaining proper social distancing, and we're getting cars ready for Darlington, which is great. As I was actually talking to Red on the phone earlier today, and I said, isn't this great? Look at this world that we live in, that we get to have three cup races in the same year at Darlington. I'm still excited about that.
1: Well, that's very true. Um, three at Darlington, and I suspect that uh, coming up in within the next month, I suspect you're going to see multiples at either Bristol, Martinsville, or both. Um, that's just my suspicion.
0: Uh, uh, actually, if you if you want to take if you want to take a multiple, I've heard uh, I've heard the, uh, for multiple the the possibility being Atlanta. Believe it or not,
1: over Bristol or Martinsville. What's wrong with these people? Don't they know short well, track racing I, is the best? I, I,
0: re- I recognize that, <laughs> but I think we're trying to replace intermediates with other intermediates yeah, that's, the way that's what this I was is working. Ah. They don't want they don't want to upset the balance of power per se. By the way, uh we know that three tracks or we know that three three tracks have to lose a date or the date. Um and I do if you want me to if you want me to offer the latest speculation, I do have some of that to offer. Go ahead. Um I think we're I think we're already pretty uh all sold on the fact that we're not going to California this year. Oh, <laughs> this no. is pretty much a given <laughs> so well, if you want to know where that if you want to know what that Charlotte date um coming up on wednesday the twenty seventh is replacing
1: <clears throat> Sonoma <clears throat> would well, be a pretty good guess. what they need to do is they need to get with uh Kenny Shepard at Madeira and figure out all of the legalities in order to uh, wind up with uh reclassifying their track from a sports and entertainment venue to um a uh recreational facility, which basically is the same as a golf course because that's how Madeira is going to start holding events. Uh, Kenny Shepard is a genius and figured out how to do that, and he's sharing it with the other tracks. So uh, NASCAR, I'll reach out to Kenny and uh, figure out. Um, how to make that happen, then maybe they can run Sonoma. <laughs> well, no,
0: I think it's more a case of NASCAR uh, doesn't want to run Sonoma because NASCAR doesn't want to step foot in the, in the state of California with how things have been with, well, as far as
1: the health situation. See, I don't know about the Sonoma area, but what I did find out through talking with Kenny is that the Central California area, um, you know, once you get away from LA and San Francisco and that area of California, it's really not bad at all. It's it's another kind of a. I I hate to use the word myth, say, so but
0: more, more more or less it's like it is here. If you take out if you take out Mecklenburg County and
1: Raleigh, we're doing pretty okay. Well, and you know even here <laughs> Mecklenburg and Raleigh isn't, aren't that bad at this point. But yeah, it's 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 kind of a a big city situation. There's that one section, mm-hmm. um, but then once you get away, then the numbers drop. You know, pretty much off the cliff. So, um, but but I but believe me, as much as I like Sonoma, I would be happy to have another roval race. That wouldn't bother me at all.
0: So, uh, so Sonoma is pretty much a given. Everybody in the industry is pretty well sold on that. Uh, there were multiple local news reports yesterday that most of the staff at Chicagoland Speedway has been let go. Um, so wow. I am. Yeah, of, the, of the fairly firm opinion that Chicagoland is going to be a casualty of the COVID situation, at least for this year, that they will not have their date in July. Ooh. Illinois is still very, very locked down right now, or end of June, sorry. Um, but either, Illinois is very locked down, and it doesn't. I don't see that changing anytime soon in enough time for NASCAR to be able to pull that off. So I believe Sonoma and Chicago are two and the the intel that I keep hearing is right now it's one short track, one intermediate, one road course. And the only short track, A, that's the furthest driving distance, and B, is really not able to be shuffled very easily because of where its date falls early in the playoffs is Richmond. And I have heard that Richmond will contract to just that playoff date as as everything sits right now.
1: So are we still looking ahead at Martinsville and Bristol being in the next group of tracks yeah, they run? Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. uh, so that's, I, yeah. I had said that the other day to somebody that I figured they would probably, if you're going to, if you're going to have short track racing and you can have it at either Martinsville, Bristol or Richmond, I love me some Richmond, but I mean, you can't...
0: Uh, see, you, I I do not like Richmond with the current package. I just don't think it puts on good racing, personally, well, with, with you, the way the current package is.
1: I'll give you that, but but uh, I, I blame the package, not the track. But right, I'm, ju- I'm right. just saying oh, that if, if you're going to do a midweek show and you got a choice between Martinsville, Bristol and Richmond with all due respect to uh, the fine folks at Richmond Martinsville or Bristol or are, are, are that's where you put it and, and preferably right. multiples of absolutely. each uh, absolutely <laughs> but, yeah well
0: so here so here here's where we sit we finish up at Charlotte Motor Speedway on Wednesday the 27th and what i have heard is that more or less the 28th would be an open day to give teams a chance to bounce back and get stuff, get cars swapped off. Then we would pull off either Martinsville or Bristol uh, in the run of tw- somewhere in the realm of 29 to 31. So that weekend right after Charlotte. Then you do a Wednesday night show at whichever of Martinsville or Bristol doesn't fall in the weekend slot. On Wednesday the third, and then you go and run at Atlanta the weekend of June seventh. That's the way I've heard it. I okay. don't know what order of Martinsville and then Bristol. You know, if it's me, if if it's me and I'm NASCAR, I'm putting Martinsville in Wednesday night primetime to give that to help make up for the fact that their inaugural night race that they had all this build up towards that, by the way, was supposed to be this Saturday night. Um, if I'm NASCAR, I'm putting Martinsville on Wednesday the third and giving them a midweek prime time. Let's do this right.
1: Absolutely, one hundred percent agree with that. Uh, if it's if it's made for TV anyway, then uh, that's. That's where you go with that. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, how that uh, plays out. Okay. Um, So with that, uh, we're going to step aside. Jacob, hang on. We're going to try to bring you back on the other side. And I think we got Nick DeGroote as well. Uh, So we're going to see what happens here when we we come back. We hope. Yes, we hope. (laughs) We'll be back with more of Motorsports Madness presented by MyComputerCareer.edu right after this.
7: Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser
8: Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Madness! Madness, Welcome back to Motorsports Madness. Sorry, I can't explain this joke, but uh, it's a family show. Um, We are uh, rolling on here, the show presented by mycomputercareer.edu.
7: Are we rolling? Really?
1: We are rolling. (laughs) Are we
7: stumbling out of the gate? We are are stumbling. We're rolling right (laughs) off the
1: cliff is where we're rolling. We still have Jacob Steelman from... uh, SpeedSport and SprintCarMidget.com. We're going to go back to the StrutMasters.com, the Suspension Experts hotline, and bring Jacob back out. Uh, We'll do one more segment with Jacob, and then we will uh, switch over and talk with Nick DeGroot for a little while from Motorsport.com. And Jacob, we were talking about scheduling after this first uh, group of races that we know, basically after the month of May. Um, As we go into June and we look at Martinsville Bristol Atlanta if you kind of project forward um as of right now i would guess when we get to july you could safely assume for the moment that the um the, the brickyard race at indianapolis would be okay because the indiana area is actually ahead of a lot of the rest of the country right now, and more and more tracks are s- starting to uh, open up out in that section, from what I'm hearing. Um, so, uh, looking ahead, uh, yeah, I, I'm not. Don't bet on it. The five phase plan, the five
0: phase plan that the Indiana governor has, has not yet opened to the point where tracks can actually start opening. And in fact, uh, Gas City I-69 Speedway had scheduled a test and tune date for this Saturday that they've been asked to push back at least two weeks because of the phasing as far as as uh, as far as the Indiana reopening is concerned. But I'm so saying
1: by the time you get to the end of June, which is over a month away, the projection is that we should be at a point where we can start holding, um, you know, start holding events again, even if it's without fans. Now, again... Um, whether or not, I guess, they would hold the pre-care without fans, but I would think they would um, because well, it would probably so be a little the, hard to reschedule the, that what, one.
0: Yeah, here's what I've heard. A um, couple of things. Number one, uh, and this is not NASCAR-related specifically, but Roger Penske said in an interview today that the Indianapolis 500 could actually be, hold, be held as late as October if it has to. And they are not having the Indianapolis 500 without fans. That That is something that I gathered 100,000%. If you're going to have the Indy 500, you're not doing it without a crowd because you can't make money that way. Do they have um, snow
1: tires for the Indy cars? Because they may need them. Mm-hmm. Well, remember, they've got the road
0: course race right now, the, the October uh, road, road course race, the Harvest uh, Grand Prix. That they've got on the revised IndyCar schedule.
1: Yeah, but that's a little if it's if it snows, which it occasionally does in October in Indiana. Oh, by the way, you, you, it a lot a lot less painful to take that off the schedule than it would be to uh, take the Indy 500 off the schedule because you moved it to October, trying to have fans. <laughs> Well, be a tough one. I'm
0: just I'm I'm just relaying the information yeah. I have. Um, oh, more no, importantly, getting back getting back to the brickyard. Yeah. Uh, Roger Penske actually said in that same interview that they are preparing for the possibility of the Brickyard weekend being the first sporting event in the state of Indiana to have fans again. And the one thing that Roger pointed out was the best part about the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It's really, really easy to social distance in a facility that seats three hundred thousand.
5: Well, that's true, and especially they for,
7: won't see three hundred thousand when we come back because I don't think they would allow that many people
1: at one time. Well, but, but even I was going to say, even, especially hey, for, but the the point is,
0: we haven't had a hundred, we haven't had a six figure crowd for the Brickyard four hundred in a while. Well, that's that's, that's true. what I was
1: going to say. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah, even if
0: you true. limit, even if you limit the crowd, even if you limit it to a third, a third of, of capacity, you know, put in a hunt. You can social distance a hundred thousand people in a three hundred thousand person grandstand without even batting
1: an eye yeah you're yeah i don't i mean it may be different this year because of the unique circumstance but i they, i don't think they probably get more than 35 or forty thousand people for the brickyard at this point uh, as far as fans maybe 50 um so i don't think you got to worry you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna um you know you hope obviously you can have fans but i don't I, honestly, I don't think the last couple of years they've drawn more than fifty thousand to that race. The
2: only thing I was going to ask is, yeah. do you think that's more uh, them being scared not going to the track, or is it just they don't want to go, or do you think? What do you mean uh, the fans not going?
1: Well, I was just saying the last couple of years they oh, haven't. Okay. They've had a bad yeah. crowd. The last that 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 crowd has fallen way off. So that's why they moved it to July uh, Ju- July Fourth July yeah. weekend, trying to you know trying to spark. <laughs> Um spark it up and it and it and it may work um or may have worked a little bit, but now I think you're just gonna be in a whole different situation, but we'll see. I yeah. mean, it's an interesting. I
7: think we're in a unique situation because every single state wants to be the first state to allow fans back into sporting yeah. events and concerts because they know that if this, if my state is the first state to allow it, then everybody's going to come to my state to go to a race yeah. or go to a concert or go yeah. to a football game. Yep. So every one of these states is kind of scrambling around to, to try to be the first one to do it. So to see how it goes and see if people are actually going to show up and, and sit in the stands and, and watch. Here's what's so.
1: interesting. We had a dirt track race in Oklahoma this past weekend Absolutely packed the grandstand. Mm-hmm. They said there were about 6,000 people there. Oh. Wow. In, in Oklahoma. I've forgotten which track it was, um, um, but I talked with someone that raced there. Ardmore, maybe? Uh, maybe. That sounds Southern familiar, Oklahoma. actually. I had a lot of friends that worked um, there. Uh, just weekend. the other side of Texas. Yes. Other side yeah. of the border. That would be, yeah. About 15, 20 minutes um, past the border. Because uh, I spoke with uh, one of the drivers who competed in that show, and he said he couldn't believe they actually had a full grandstand oh. there. That's what I was going to say, what you said, Randy. Yeah. Are so, people
2: going to show up just because it's a live sporting event?
7: Yeah, and, and I think they will. I mean, they may not come from that far away, but it's just, it's just kind of the same situation with you know, like the UFC, the WWE. They all want to be the first to hold a live event to yeah. see how many people are actually going to buy tickets and come to the event because the public is starved for sports. They're starved for something unique and yep. something that they, you know, to kind of get back to normalcy. So they're going to want to do whatever they can to try to make that happen so the fans will pay money to go and see a show or go and see right. a race where it's sort of been closed down for the last seven so, eight weeks. Jacob,
1: here's here's the question that we get to here. So we we focus on the Cup series, but you've got Xfinity and Trucks, um, not even to mention the Arca series, which just seems like it's still in chaos at this point, doesn't know where they're gonna they're gonna go. Um, you know, we've gotta get some Xfinity and truck races going here. When you look at the next group of races, are we running companion shows mixing in similar to the way we did it uh in this first batch or are we just focusing on cup well
0: one one would think so and i've not seen a finalized schedule that include that includes all the series yet but one would think if you're going to bristol you have a spring xfinity race to worry about and reschedule so right. if you do that uh, you know it, and and just think thinking this ahead so if you're do if you're doing Bristol the Saturday, um, you know, say Saturday Sunday after Charlotte, you go um, Xfinity Saturday the thirtieth and Cup Sunday the thirty first. Martinsville at Martinsville would make sense to run on Wednesday the third because it didn't have an Xfinity or a truck race with it. In fact, the only thing it had with it was the modified race. So you could run the mod. That could be a potential restart for the Wheel and Tour. Do Tuesday night the second as the modified race in prime time and the cup race on Wednesday the third, um, and then go to Atlanta and Atlanta did have all three series, so in that regard, you go Friday the fifth, Saturday the sixth, Sunday the seventh. and that that makes up everything that you would have lost with your spring bristol martinsville atlanta weekends that were po- previously postponed
1: yeah i don't think you're going to see a wheel and tour on a tuesday night i just don't um in fact i'm worried about the wheel and tour at all this year right now and the reason why is because with the exception of you know the few nascar companion shows that they have like at uh, martinsville or um at dover Loudon, uh, yeah Loudon. uh you know with the exception of those the short tracks that they that, are, that you know, run the Thompson and and Stafford and those tracks, Jennerstown, even Oswego, it's a $70,000 sanction fee. Number one, you're not doing that without fans. Number two, um, there's no TV revenue to offset that. So unless NASCAR really makes a much different deal I don't see the wheeling I was tour. I would say
0: IndyCar. IndyCar has completely restructured their sanction fee to be able to do Texas in a couple of weeks without fans. That's the other thing, by the way. Yeah, is the Indy. We know the IndyCar season now is starting in a month at Texas, Texas.
1: which they wanted a Cup doubleheader, but um, you know that didn't work out. So um, I don't. I, I mean, I'm concerned that there may not be a wheeling tour this year, and that's. Um, you know, that I think there's, there's a reasonable possibility of that. In fact, uh, which really worries me, but, um, I don't I definitely don't think you're gonna put that show in the middle of the week. You got working class folk that mostly have to come from New England to compete in that show. So I just don't see that happening unless you're gonna do it on you know a Friday or a Saturday, which again wouldn't be hard to do, I would suppose if they wanted to. Well I but wonder where do you go from the there? Ca- is if the that's question.
0: the ca- if that's the case and the Martinsville race is what ends up being the Wednesday show, uh, here in a couple of weeks. If that's the case, why don't you just reschedule the wheel and tour race? Um, that, you know, there's a way to be able to restructure that and fit it in during the fall weekend.
1: Well, again, yeah, that, and maybe, but... Um, and boy, wouldn't that be a heck of a finale. Well, it would be, but uh, you definitely got some other issues with, um, you know, with, like I said, with the tour in general. That's one series that I think is uh, in, in serious jeopardy right now, and I'm really hoping I turn out to be wrong, but um, I'm not hearing a lot of positivity right now uh, on the Wheel and Tour front, so we'll just have to see. What happens, but um, Jacob, we uh, always enjoy having you, of course. So uh, hopefully we'll get you back in studio soon. Um, we've got uh, Nick DeGroote coming up and uh, we'll have Jacob back hopefully next week and be able to talk some more and, uh, as we kind of head into the NASCAR reboot weekend. So we'll uh, we'll have some more NASCAR conversation on next week's show with uh, with Jacob as well. So uh, I know he's got another commitment. So we'll uh, we'll let him get off uh, and head on his way to His commitment this evening, and we'll uh, have Nick DeGroote when we come back around the turn as Motorsports Madness continues right after this.
5: At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Uh,
4: Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
7: Hi, this is Derek Crowe, and you're listening to Race Chaser
8: Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to Madness <laughs> <laughs> Motorsports Madness, presented by my computercareer.edu. and I think we oh got it God. now. So we are going to bring out. We hope uh, Nick Degroot. Uh, he, the, he, he said he was in, so
7: I'm I'm the assuming that that's member today, so. <laughs> of
1: our uh, uh, of our staff here, hosting staff. We call him the fourth host of the show. We have Nick uh, Nick rotates between shows for us, and we have a great time with him. Uh, hopefully, Nick Degroot is on the air with us. Hello, Nick. Hey, guys, how are you? There uh, we go. Yeah, we got you. We're we're good now. We're all set. Uh, hey, we wish you were in studio to see the
2: madness during the breaks. Yeah. It just, I, I, it just I, I, keeps uh, getting worse and worse I'm every sure one so imagine. far.
1: The human-killing hornets have uh, left our phone line system, we think, now. So <laughs> we got them out of there. Um, Okay, so uh, Nick DeGroote with us from motorsport.com, and uh, we've been talking with Jacob Seelman the first uh, couple of segments, Nick, just about the return of NASCAR and uh, all of the sort of state of flux that's still going on right now with trying to figure out, okay, we got the first batch of races uh, that we know we're going to run. But then, where you know, do we go from here? And Jacob Bo uh, was saying that he feels like uh, Martinsville, Atlanta, Bristol are still at least in that next wave that's coming in June. But he felt like if if there was to be a double um event, a track out of that group that runs more than one event, he felt like it would be Atlanta under the theory that um we uh were' trying to duplicate a uh, mile and a half tracks that are replacing mile and a half tracks. Uh, And in other words, uh, you look at Chicago and and they've, they've laid most of Chicago's staff off. So you look at Atlanta is maybe running an extra race or two to replace the ones that would have been at Chicago. So you're kind of trading same size track for same size track. Is that kind of what you're hearing as well?
8: Yeah, more or less, but you know, it's very fluid and there's so much different information coming at us almost every single day. Yeah. And I'm not on the front lines of that. Jim Utter is more so than I am, but even I am hearing so many different things.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, like
8: I, I, I yeah, I definitely think something like that, you're going to see them trying to replace tracks that are going to lose dates with other tracks that are similar. And I think the reason we haven't seen much of a schedule at all beyond what they've released here with uh, the two races of Darling, two races of Charlotte, yeah. is that, I think, they're not going to say it, but I think they want to see, okay, let's make sure this works first. Let's make sure this doesn't go sideways, this doesn't go wrong before we start planning anything else. But I I do think those tracks he he mentioned would be the next track that they would probably go to, and I wouldn't be surprised to see more than one race there at Atlanta. And I I did think that Texas might become a doubleheader with NASCAR and IndyCar now that IndyCar announced they're going to go race in June 6th, but now they're saying, nope, nope, that's not going to happen, so yeah, I, I could see Atlanta as a prime candidate.
1: Yeah, we had uh, heard that um, NASCAR had pulled out of that idea because the teams, Randy, just didn't want to travel and stay overnight at this point in time. They felt like that would have been too soon to implement yeah, that sort of a situation. True. So um, I don't think we're going to see that uh, doubleheader, at least not um, you know not uh, this year. Um, but... You know, who knows? I mean, it's it's certainly been an interesting time in the sport. Um, and as we get closer and closer to Darlington and hear more and more about the procedures and we, we know that the teams are basically off the rails in the shops right now, working two shifts, trying to get stuff ready. One of them's not one of them's here. Yeah, well, well James is, he here is here for now. We, we unfortunately are going to lose him next week to a second shift. But uh, um it's, uh, it's just a tough situation right now. Um, do you feel like we're at a point where we can safely say that the opening show at Darlington at least is in a good place at this point? Yeah,
8: I, I was apprehensive when I heard they're going back racing May 17th, and of course I still am a little bit, but hearing the, what they're doing with the social distancing guidelines and the other event protocols they have got going on, it's... Put me a bit more at ease. I think they're doing at this point everything they possibly can to make it as safe as possible. I'm sure there'll be kinks here and there that they have to work out, but for the most part, I think they're approaching it the uh, the right way.
7: Yeah, you talk about that those guidelines that uh, you know they want NASCAR drivers and crew members and stuff to talk about. I know James probably can speak more on than we can, but the memo that came out today to the teams basically means if you mess up, you're 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 going you're you're going home.
2: Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Uh, pretty much. That's what I saw on it as well. It looks like if you mess up, you're going home, and they're they're very serious about it. I mean, you can tell. I mean, they're going to find you uh-huh. somewhere between ten and fifty thousand dollars on the cup. Which side. this is not. This so. is not
7: necessary because it's not necessarily a NASCAR rule. It's a federal yeah. rule. I mean, so. it's a CDC guideline rule. So they have to follow federal guidelines. This is yep. not NASCAR going. You know, hey, this is our rule. Make it happen. It's you know, if we don't do this right,
2: the government's going to come down on us and. You know, everything yeah. rolls downhill. So they had to get in touch just make to make to make these events happen. They had to get in touch with local people, yeah, states, and uh, mm-hmm. everything just yep. to be able to get an event there with no fans. So yep. they had to figure out what they have to do to make it happen. Yep. So now they have to hold up to their end. And with that being said, they have to place a rule slash fine on it to make sure that their rules hold yeah, up. Got to do it right and be Otherwise, accountable for it. Yeah. That's what they're. It's, doing. All, it's all. It's
7: going to be all eyes on NASCAR right now because they're the mm-hmm. only thing going. So if they do this right, it's going to be you know they're going to be they're going to look like saints at the corporate office. But if it goes wrong and it goes south, you know
2: NASCAR going to be in trouble for a little while. I think. Yeah, it ain't going to look good if it yeah, goes bad. No. But if well, it goes great, not at
1: all. And here's what's tough: is I feel like Nick, we're kind of at a point where um, I think everybody's expecting zero. In other words, um, the the goal is nobody's going to get the virus, period.
2: That's what we hope for.
1: That's the goal, right? Here's my problem. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's realistic. I, I oh yeah. It, it's just somebody's going to get the virus, okay? Yeah. And the so the question becomes, and then what? In other words, are we walking on hot coals here, like at a Tony Robbins event, or you know where where are we? Because if 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 this is going to be one and off the cliff, then I think we're just waiting for the one, so we fall off the. We know we're going to fall off the cliff. There's got to be a way. Somebody's got to be looking at this as we know somebody's going to get it. We've got to be able to quickly pull them out, make sure nobody else has gotten it, put somebody else in their place, and go.
2: But what happens if you find it at the racetrack? The guy comes in, has got the temperature. You have to quarantine that whole team and bring in other guys to do that work with that car well, or again, what do you have to do? you're taking everybody's temperature. Well, yeah, yeah, but but here's say one th- guy like just use um, any team. That one guy comes in, he's got a temperature, but he rode in the van with all the other guys. But so it, you would have to take them all out, take them all to get tested. So now that whole team yeah. is behind, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, Cuz so you that, have to quarantine the guys too. that are caught. Cuz once you're around that person, you're exposed. They have to test you. Right. So if one guy comes with a temperature, then they got to take that whole team away. And go to the hospital yeah. and get them tested. What happens with the car? At that's, that what, point. that's
7: what I was thinking because you got sixteen people, you know, on, on a team going to the racetrack. If you've, te- you know, if you've temperature checked thirteen of them, and the fourteenth guy walks through with a temperature, well, now you got to go test the thirteenth people that just walked through there because you don't know if they've been in contact with the one that had the temperature or not.
2: Yep, they all have to go to the so hospital. So now and get you're going go well, to go back to ground I, zero. See, again, this is so. kind of
1: my point. Yeah. So, so like, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer here, but I'm always the realist. I'm the guy who just tells you the truth, whether you want to hear it or not. And so if this is where we're at, if that's truly where we're at, then we're going to lose a team before this. It's not realistic. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just not realistic to assume that, that we're going to make a bubble around the racetracks and nobody's ever it, going to get sick. It's just not going to happen.
8: So, If you look back to what happened with the Australian Grand Prix, I could see a similar situation like that arising, where a single member from the McLaren F1 team, got, uh, they tested positive. They had to quarantine the whole team, McLaren pulled out of the race just before they canceled the race. Yeah. I believe there was another team that pulled out and just became a mess. So hopefully, if that case pops up, hopefully it's not somebody right down there in the garage. Hopefully it's not a crew member. Hopefully it's not a driver. Hopefully it's somebody outside of that so that we don't lose the whole team. But that's essentially what would happen. I don't see any other way. You can't mm-hmm. let them continue on with the event after coming into contact with someone who uh, has it.
7: That's true. You, I mean, just doing the math, you know, briefly: sixteen people per team times thirty-eight teams is six hundred and eight people. That's just NASCAR drivers and crew members. That doesn't include, you know, whatever media they allow in, officials, broadcast people. You know, you're looking at upwards of seven hundred people at a racetrack at one time for even if it's just for three hours. But that's seven hundred people that you have to keep an eye on, and every one of them have to fill out a contact tracing log everywhere they go
1: for the four hours that they're there and see the sad part about this is is that what what happens here is you look you just and again i'm just trying to be realistic here you know i listen to the and i'm doing air quotes experts um who say that you know this virus isn't going away anytime soon and we're gonna have a big outbreak again in the fall um (laughs) whatever but um you know we're 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 it, so then the question becomes we know that whatever vaccine gets developed is is you know it's a 50-50 shot at best look at the flu vaccine um so i mean there's there's just it would it would seem to me that at some point knowing that 99% that's 9 out of 10 by the way 99% better than 9 out of 10 it's almost perfect 10 out of 10 we know that 99% uh, of of people who contract this never get symptoms, never get sick, um, and or get very mild symptoms. We know this because the more we test, the more people we realize this is spread way farther than we thought, and even people who are social distancing at home are are as are more likely to catch the virus than the people who aren't. So, you know, you kind of look at this and say, well, if they don't have a plan for... You know how we're going to continue if somebody gets sick, then we're just basically a ticking time bomb, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and I do think I do think they have a plan in place
8: because I'm trying to think back. I remember the teleconference; someone asked them about this, and they did talk about a little bit how they have a plan in place for isolating that person and tracing who they came in contact with, and hopefully, it's not a widespread situation. But they will—they have something in place to address a situation like that but again if you get more than one case if you start getting a handful of people people that are right down in the garages it will become a mess real quick and we'll turn into the Australian Grand Prix
1: yeah I mean it's that's just I feel like we've come so far from that though like that was that was two months ago three almost three months ago I think I feel like we you know we 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 have treatments available we know so much more about um, the the virus than we did then um You know, I I feel like we've come to a point, you know, it's almost like I feel like every team needs to have a backup team. You need to have a Mm -hmm. backup set of guys. Ready to go. Ready to go. Yeah, but
7: then if you think about it, though, let's say a crew, one of the guys on the crew member, let's say it's a Hendrick driver or a Hendrick team member, and they contract the virus. Do you then have to, you know, obviously you're going to have to test all of the other teams, maybe not Hendrick because they don't have an Xfinity team, but like say a JGR team. Um, that has an Xfinity team, you know, and they, all, those guys all work in the same shop together. If you have one guy they that don't. ends up getting it, they don't they work don't. in the same no, no, okay. they Okay, separate areas. Yeah. Okay. For mo- at
1: least for yeah. the majority of the bigger teams, I think, have oh. separate areas. So maybe so, a yeah.
7: smaller yeah. team that doesn't have the space to have, you know, everything. In, well, maybe like I'm an saying, MBM or something that a has, you know. Team that... that right. you, yeah. know. you have to have somebody that isn't a part of the day to day operation of the shop that isn't there all, all day, every day. So if that person contracted the virus at the shop, that person, the other team that's coming in, doesn't, you know, go into the shop. and then they
1: would make you scrub and desanitize oh, yeah. the shop? I mean, it's... You They're know, pretty
2: much locking the road yeah. guys away from the shop guys. As they should. Uh, the road it's guys gonna are going to be by themselves, and the shop guys are by themselves. Um, and back to what you were saying, the Xfinity cup mm-hmm. side, the Xfinity uh, for Gibbs works out of a separate okay. building. The right. only thing they have uh, pretty much in common is like a, um, a dino and... Um, body shops and stuff as long as they sanitize it i mean they're they're pretty much in different buildings okay all right um it'll
1: be interesting for sure to see how that uh works out um and it's certainly the first round i mean we all we can hope is that we We can get off to a good start here and get a few races in and 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 hopefully as things continue in a downward trend. In other words, you know, the virus more and more, you know, everybody gets more and more healthy and areas get uh, more and more healthy. um, You know, hopefully the chances of somebody contracting the virus um, become less. But uh, it certainly is uncharted territory for where you know, where we're at right now in NASCAR. We're going to hold, uh, hang on to Nick for a bit. He's going to be with us for a while because we're actually going to do a NASCAR draft as we continue the show. And this well, can't we, go wrong. Well, yeah, of course. We'll be back right after this. Is your job sucking the life out of you wake up you can do something else information technology I know what you're thinking but I'm not a math and science person no problem and no excuses because it's not rocket science it's my computer career Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu.
5: For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council.
0: Hi, this is Tyler Ancrum, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Okay, if if you don't follow Tyler Ancrum on social media... Please do. Um, it's just real simple at Tyler and his last name is a N K R U M Tyler Ankrum at Tyler Ankrum. If you go to his Twitter account and scroll, you'll probably have to scroll a little bit because he posts a lot. Uh, the beginning of this week, uh, Trex management, Martin Trex management, which that Tyler's a part of put up a, a, a video of bloopers from a commercial that Tyler was, was making. And Honest to God, it's addicting. You watch it once, you have to watch it ten times because you're just laughing. Talk too about hard. a train wreck! It was it was the it was the funniest train wreck I've yes. ever seen. Yes. Um, Hilarious. You know, he's Tyler just has a particular sort of wh- whimsy about himself, and, and a sense of humor. He's not afraid of self deprecation. He's the first to do it most of the time, um, and it's just a very uh, it's it's a really funny thing to watch. But he's uh he's really good at the social media stuff. So uh go ahead and, and give him a like and a follow uh, if you can on all his social media and we continue with Nick DeGroot. Um we're gonna bring him in. We've only got about a minute and a half, but I want to at least start this draft. Um oh God. do you have the list, uh Randy, yes. of who we drafted yes, in the first round? Yes, is Seabell
2: still a free agent? Because if so, that's who I'm taking. <laughs>
1: Well, unfortunately, (laughs) due to the
7: rules, you cannot do that now. (laughs) We broke our own rules on Tuesday. The
1: first round, we picked four drivers apiece. Yes. Okay, you got about 50 seconds. Randy, read the four drivers that each of us Uh, picked.
7: Okay, so real quickly, uh, we had to pick a veteran and three other drivers. So the group picked uh, Carl Edwards, Alexander Rossi, Tyler Ankrum, and Christian Eckes. Tom picked uh, Regan Smith as his veteran driver, Tyler Thompson, Doug Kobe, and Tyler Ankrum. And I picked Trevor Bain, Aaron Reitzel, Drew Dollar, and Matthew Brabham for my team. So far.
1: Yeah, and uh Bravo was an interesting pick cuz he's not a stock car racer really. But um yeah, we so when when we come back, the, the we're going to do the next 3 rounds, right? Yes. 3 right. rounds, uh we've got seven six more drivers six to more pick. Drivers. Yep. And none of them can have any experience in NASCAR's big 3. So you right. can't have any starts In trucks, Xfinity Xfinity and Cup. I almost said nationwide. Can you believe that? Uh, Or or nationwide Or Bush. We're going to be back with that right after this. How to be
3: a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride. Go fish. Walk in the park. Phone call. Milkshake. Play catch. Picnic. Fly a kite. Tell jokes. Laugh. Talk. Read a story. Tell a story. Bumper car. Swing set. Bowling. Pillow fight. Cut loose. Stay tight. (sighs) Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. one of several entry-level positions but whatever you do don't wait these jobs will go fast call tim at 302-827-2054 that's 302-827-2054 lewis minecke car care center rev up your career
5: you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette
7: Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. I wonder if he's ready to go race on a Friday night.
1: Yes, he is. You know, I wish we could have talked to Jacob about that. We just didn't have the time. But uh, yeah, Casey Kane uh, and Kyle Larson both in the field Friday uh, at Knoxville. We, That's course, tomorrow as we hear this show. Floor, yeah, floor. this show airs live on Thursday night, so it's tomorrow night at Knoxville. Um, Going to be I- a. Oh, very sorry. interesting. Go ahead.
2: I just saw a picture online. You brought that up, and seeing him, his haulers going down the road. Somebody took a picture and said yeah. the haulers are wild.
5: Yeah. 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 So I saw Sweet's
2: Hauler today. I've seen Casey Kane's Hauler today. I've seen
7: a bunch of other. Obviously, it's like you know duck hunting at this point. Everybody's <laughs> like, "Oh, we're NASCAR <Vinesco laughs> <wrong." Yeah. laughs> click, 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 click. So well, Everybody's in this taking case, pictures. World of Outlaw haulers.
1: Okay, yeah, um, yeah, so uh, listen. Here's the deal. I, I understand that in this time. Uh, Some of you who are listening to the show or watching the show might be in a very precarious situation as far as your career. Some of you have been laid off. And are not going back some of you are just looking to make a change uh, this is an opportunity we have an opportunity now to kind of reassess our career right and and to go in a different direction if we want here's the deal my computer career might be a great option there are over two million cybersecurity and i.t jobs unfilled right now in this country and it is a growing industry my computer career can train you in as little as two days per week online from home where you are. Social distancing, it's safe. And in as little as four months, you could be ready for your next career and a better life. My Computer Career has financial aid available uh, if you qualify, including the GI Bill. And when you get ready to enter the workforce, they work with hundreds of employers to get you placed. You don't have to have any prior computer experience in order to be successful in IT. It is not rocket science here. If you are not good at math or science, it's okay. My computer career might be a great option for you. Go to their website. There's a free career evaluation there. Take the evaluation. Get a feel for it. Give them a call. Look into it. If it's something you decide you want to pursue, again, as little as two days a week, Online, and in as little as four months, you can be ready for your next career. And I have been to the campus in Raleigh. I have talked with some of the former students, and I have seen a lot of referrals and a lot of uh, good word online. MyComputerCareer.edu. It's training for a better life. We are going to be back with more motorsports madness. We're going to have a NASCAR draft right after this To Motorsports Madness into the second uh, half of the show. And we've got Nick DeGroot from motorsport.com with us. We always enjoy having Nick on the programs. He's a lot of fun. And uh writing very, very, a
7: fantasy NASCAR.
1: Yeah, well, it's okay. It's uh, I mean look, uh, Nick's a smart dude and that's why we like to bring him on the shows, besides the fact we just enjoy having fun with him and Nick he's, is a really good writer. He's been
2: too. on top for the last seven weeks
1: because yeah. we ain't raised. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> it's sitting on top of the world, or at least for it's now. It's just like when you win homestead, you get to enjoy it. Yeah, just enjoying
7: it right now. Well, well, Tom and I have this theory that Nick created the coronavirus to stay on top of Fantasy yeah, NASCAR. <laughs> <So> he's the <laughs> yeah. reason why we've been on
1: break for the last yeah, time. Yeah. I, I, I got on a little bit of a roll, but it turned out one of the, one of those mini little mini rolls that you get for the sliders. Mm-hmm. That's what my roll turned out to be. And then I fell right off the cliff again. Okay. Uh, I think we got Nick you with us on the air here. Hey, guys. Yep. Oh, okay, good. He's he's (laughs) listening You're probably thinking, why did I agree to do this? Why did I agree? (laughs) Why did I agree? Okay, so you read our first round picks, Randy. So we are going to go to round two. And in round two now, from here forward, the drivers we're going to be selecting for our sort of fantasy team, if you will, are drivers who have zero starts ever in the big three NASCAR series. And we cannot pick the same driver. And we yes, none yes. of us going forward. That was the other rule that we broke the other day. None of us can pick the same driver because it is a draft after all. So we we can't have two drivers. But the, on the Pass same... is
7: only fifty four minutes show, so we didn't yeah. really have time to explain everything. Right. So. So, hours,
1: so, um, so 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 again, if somebody picks a driver, the other the other two of us cannot choose the driver. Correct. Um, and we we don't necessarily have a designated order here so we're yeah. going to be nice to nick because he's our guest yes. and we'll let him go first and then randy will pick second and i will pick third. it's like the
7: nfl draft we have no idea what we're doing we're just doing yeah. the shit of the
5: dark here
1: round two uh we get three drivers and we and and we we want to this the idea of this is we're building a we build our cup team the other day mm-hmm. so now we're building a combination of xfinity truck Arco late model whatever you you know, want to have for the rest of your your driver assignments, but it's essentially we're building an organization uh, with, with several drivers of the future. Mm-hmm. So, Nick, who would be the first driver that you would pick in round two for, for our Motorsports Madness Race Chaser Draft?
8: Well, I'm taking a page out of your book. Uh, there's a certain modified star that I think would do quite well in this situation, and that would be Doug Goby.
1: Yeah? Okay. Well, wait. No, you can't. Well, okay. We'll give it we'll give it to him because yeah. we but I picked Kobe in round 1. Yeah, that's so he's true. he's already on my cup. Team. That's true. But okay, we'll let that. He
7: can do more. He can do. He can pull double duty. It's fine. Yeah,
1: we'll let that go. Okay, (laughs) Uh, Randy, who you
7: got? Uh, So for my uh, first pick, uh, and I I don't even know why anybody hasn't chosen chosen him yet, but after what he did in I racing the other night, Santino Ferrucci. How could you not choose Santino Ferrucci for a team? Where are you putting him? Uh, I'm gonna put
1: him in Xfinity. I think he'd do good in Xfinity. Yeah. He can drive anything, so why not? Okay, why not? So, uh, Santino Ferrucci. I'm gonna. I'm actually going with Max McLaughlin. Ooh, for that's round good two. And I'm. I'm putting Max in the truck. Yeah. I, I figure Max pick. is about ready for the uh, the truck series, so yeah. we're we're gonna put M- Mad Max in in a truck on my team. So, uh, who, I don't think
7: who would race everything and anything you can get his hands yes, on.
1: Yes, absolutely. Who's your second pick in round two, Mister Nick?
8: I will have to go with a rising star that has proven they can win in a stock car and are right on the cusp of jumping up to the National Series, and that would be Haley Deegan.
1: Oh. I wondered if somebody was going to pick Haley. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So Haley for uh, for Nick, that's a strong. Where would you put her? What, what car? I'd put her in a truck. In a truck? That'd be good. She'd be a good competition for the other girl that's already entered. jump because she hasn't had uh, even too much. Natalie Decker hasn't so. had a whole lot of good luck, so. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, she, I, so you go and, and and uh, so Haley Deegan there, Randy. Who's your next pick? So I'm can, going
7: back. I'm going back to my dirt roots and uh, picking a guy that I've watched uh, grow up racing before he got into the big time stuff. He's racing USAC National midgets now. Brady Bacon. I think Brady is a Ooh, really good pick. That's and an I think I put pick. him in a truck because they go to Eldora, so I, I kind of figure I need that dirt kind of thing. And trucks are kind of like dirt cars a little bit, so uh, Brady Bacon's going to be my
1: pick. Real interesting yep. pick. Okay, um, my second pick for round two, I'm picking a young man that uh, everybody's going to start hearing a lot more about as we go into the future here. He's running uh, ARCA West this year as a rookie. Jesse Love out of oh, California yeah. uh, who's also running uh, with um, the um, with, he's running a combination of USAC and um, other midget events. Uh, with uh, KKM mm-hmm. right now, so uh,
7: another guy who will run anything and everything you can, you can get his hands <laughs> on. Yeah, so.
1: it's uh, I mean it, Jesse is definitely a star of the future, and I'm I'm putting him in Arca East for now, but he's going to be a quick ascension, I think. Oh. But I I'm putting him in Arca East, and we're forming an alliance with Venturini Motorsports. <laughs> That's how we're doing that. <laughs> I, knew, I knew there'd be a, a Nick Monster <laughs>
7: tie into this whole thing somewhere along well, the way. Well, yeah,
1: you gotta. He's a Toyota Nick. TRD driver, so yeah, you got Nick would have to
8: be all of our PR too.
7: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. okay. Uh, So final pick for round two, Nick DeGroote.
8: Yeah, this was a gamble because I feel he could go either way, but he has had his moments. He won in his darker debut. He's the defending Snowball Derby winner. And that would be Travis Braden, and I'd like to oh, put him in an a good car. That's really a and- really good Travis.
2: That was one of the that was one of the two that was just going through my mind while that's I was sitting good, here. Was I Braden. completely
1: forgot. Yeah. I, I completely missed Travis. Travis has never had the big opportunity that I feel like he deserves. That's a really good pick, and and I don't want to call it out of left field, but just something that that I don't think any of us would have thought of. So that's a yeah. very very good. Yeah, that's okay, a solid well, pick. Randy, final
7: driver for round two. So, I don't know if anybody watched the uh, iRacing Chili Bowl Wednesday night, but uh, he won. Jason Persley. I was going to say, I knew right where you were going yep. when you said that. Yep. Dason Jason is Persley. definitely a talent. He's a, he's a starting in making, for sure. So, where are you, where you be, putting him, though? Um, he's young. That's a good question. I, I think I want to put him in trucks, too, and, and kind of let him, you yeah, know, get his feet not, wet in I the trucks. So. I don't think he's old enough to run. Yeah, probably that. not. Well, I, yeah, I guess we could put him in ARCA. And maybe, maybe putting him in a late model, or putting uh, maybe yeah, a cars tour late him. model. That'd yeah, be a good idea. Keep putting him in the late model. Yeah, at you know, this that's point. true. I forgot he's like you know, ten right now. And so. I'm
1: still, and I'm going. Um, I'm, I'm now. I was going to do something different because originally Jacob was supposed to be involved. So I, there yes. are a couple guys I thought he would pick. So I put him higher <laughs> up that I'm going to save. <laughs> I'm going to pick Chase Cabry. Oh, my that's final a good idea. pick in round two, that young man can flat drive a race car, and if you give him an opportunity, and I'm taking that boy straight to trucks.
7: He did a good job the other night in the Chili Bowl as well. Yeah,
1: he I'm taking third, Chase Cavery straight to trucks. Mm-hmm. He can drive, and and uh, he turned a corner, I feel like, in the last year or so. And I think Chase, if he gets the opportunity, I think Cavery is is a real sort of a little bit under the radar mm-hmm. kind of um, championship caliber Driver.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think Nick got a steal there with Brayton Yeah, <laughs> in round two. I think, think you got because he yeah. was one of the two that I was thinking. For yeah. sure. The other one, I, I won't know. say who it is. I want to see if you guys choose him, know. and I don't want to give any ideas yeah. to anybody. So. I can't believe that. Okay, okay so Randy's, know, Randy's, Okay, no, so Ryan, we're, we're
1: close with round two, Yeah, we're close to right? round two. Okay, Let's round, round two. three. First pick, ding, Nick. ding. We have two picks in this two round, Two picks in this round, yes. Nick group, first pick.
8: Now, before I say this, I just want to make sure in the rules, is there a money cap here?
1: No. No,
7: you have all okay, the money good. in the world that you can you can, you can can sign anybody in the world you want to.
1: Well, this is now – see, now we're, I'm intrigued because he mentioned a money cap, and, <laughs> wow. and we're doing <laughs> sort of like, a future – I'm wondering numbers. where he's going with this like now. Like, our cup but... teams are full. So, like, wh- where are we going with this? How much Nick money are you DeGruz? willing to spend
7: to get somebody on a truck ride? That's what I'm asking.
1: Where are you going, Nick? I'm, I'm going with uh,
8: a former the one World Champion, Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> I want to see what you can do. I uh, knew – <laughs> something <laughs> told me
7: he was going to pick Lewis when he asked that there was a cap. Because obviously, it would probably take a lot of money to get him. To I come.
1: wonder if Lewis would. Uh, I don't know. He might. I, I'm not sure about. Why that. Why would you leave
7: a series that you're dominating, though? I, I don't. I can know.
1: think of one or two F1 guys that would probably, for that's the true. right money, gladly come over and run NASCAR. I'm not I'm sure true. Lewis is one of them, but that's an interesting pick. That's yeah, true. And we we did limit it so you can go anywhere you, can you want. Go anywhere you want to. Okay,
7: Randy. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of. Play off that a little bit and, and go to the uh, which is now he will be an IndyCar rookie this year. But Oliver, ask you because I think Oliver's going to be a really good guy and I think he's going to make it uh, make it pretty big. We'll, That's we'll, interesting. Yeah, we'll, we'll put know. him in a in a can and ride just to see you know because it's a little bit different. <laughs> yeah,
1: for him, so. that would be a big adjustment for yeah. him. Yeah. I'm going really young um, it, the, with my first pick in round three uh, because I believe uh, and I'm just I'm going to just kind of give Nick it aside here start to watch this young man as he develops, because this, I think this young man is a stud Grant Thompson out of Alabama. Um, I'm putting him in the late model because that's, he's still f- 14. Um, but this kid, he talks like a 30 year old. <laughs> he he does. learns extremely quickly. He really does. Um, and, uh, he was going to run the junior late model series at Madeira and, and will be still once they get open this year. Um, And uh, first year. But Grant is is a star of the future. He's going to be part of the new Alabama gang, I think. And we'll be back with more after this.
3: Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now. But you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less.
1: HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert helmets, Schroep belts, Adidas suits and shoes, olero fireproof underwear lifeline fire systems and even race Com radio kits hms has the right product for your type of racing and your budget Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible with locations in mooresville north carolina and danvers massachusetts the staff at hms is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs you have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at HMSMotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set you.
0: Hi, this is John Androsic of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road... It becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends don't let friends drive drunk.
4: A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council.
5: Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: A drummer in those moments in those songs where you have that, you know, you could put a nice cymbal crash or a drum crack that stair drum crack that's uh, that I, I I dig that so okay. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, uh, presented by mycomputercareer.edu. Um, want to say uh, a special thank you to uh, another sponsor of ours, uh, Victory Custom You know, the cool thing about uh, if you need a trailer and you go on victorycustomtrailers.com, go to their website, you can design your trailer right off the website. It's amazing. Um, Check them out. They will deliver anywhere in the country, and they've even delivered a few outside the country. So uh, they're in Michigan, but don't let that scare you. Uh, Just get on there and check them out. Uh, We're going to go back to uh, the phone line, strutmasters.com hotline, and... We uh, pick up Nick DeGroote, and I think we are second pick second in round pick three. Second
7: pick of round three. Nick is broke because he chose Lewis Hamilton. He he's money.
1: He's going to have to draft a bunch of legends drivers <laughs> yes. now because he yeah. can't afford to pay. Better, better pick up a, a, <laughs> a bank draft or something. Yeah, a, yeah He'll have to merge yeah, with an uh, investor. Yeah, he, He's going to have to merge with somebody. Okay, uh, Nick, who's your uh, second pick for round three?
8: My second pick for round three yes, is going to be an IndyCar driver. And not just an IndyCar driver, but an IndyCar champion. Just like Rossi, I feel this guy could get it done in a NASCAR. I bet and that I be know.
1: Joseph Newgard. Yep. I knew exactly where it was going. And I think I think Joseph would love to drive one, too. But yeah. it's just hard to run two cars at the same time on the same weekend. Um, but I think he would love to uh, get into a stock car. He's actually mentioned that a couple of times. I think he'd have a lot of fun. Hasn't
7: he been working with Jimmy? Or Jimmy's been working with him, too? A uh, bit maybe. Some, some
1: yeah, of it wouldn't surprise stuff. me. I mean, it's you know, again, I think Joseph would love to do that. He's one of these guys that would drive anything with four wheels and a motor, I think, if somebody let him. So, Randy, who is your second pick for round three?
7: Uh so for round three, I'm gonna go uh modified racing, uh US MTS to be exact, and uh, oh. the current points leader and last year's champion, Rodney Sanders. Oh, so, that's a that's a yes. sneaky pick. Yeah, does, I know I've known Rodney for a long time too, so go NASCAR? I don't think so. He's, he's <laughs> he just turned he just, he turned thirty last year. I think he's pretty much intent on just whooping up on him on the modified circuit. But if he ever decided to go, I think he'd be really, really well,
1: good. Well, again, that. I guess if you waived enough money, right? I mean, yeah, money you know, talks. Money so talks.
7: You say you don't want to go, but as soon as you, you know, if you, if I had Nick's money and could get Lewis Hamilton, I'm, I'm sure I could probably get him to do anything <laughs> I wanted to.
1: That's <laughs> I mean. exactly right. Okay. Um... So My pick, my uh, second pick in round three, I'm actually going with a driver that I believe could come straight out of a super late model straight into a truck. And he's a local driver. And this kid works as hard as any three drivers I know to build his own program every year. Cody Connor uh, is getting my round three second pick, and uh, I'm going to put him in the ARCA series, let him run national for a year to build him up. But I think Cody, uh, he's he's 19 years old and uh, certainly is at a point where if somebody could uh, pick him up and take him where he needs to go, uh, I think Cody would do a fantastic and humble job too. Yeah, He's very, very humble, humble kid, and, yes. and just again loves the marketing and sponsorship mm-hmm. side, and that's a <laughs> for sure. that's a big deal. Okay, this brings us to round four. This is our final pick um, for the the draft for now. Um, so we're gonna go to Nick Degroot and make it a good one, man. You guys are
8: picking a bunch of rising stars, and I'm going all that's around my the specialty, coach. Just <laughs> Just that's okay.
1: Drivers I can find. That's what the draft is all about, man. I mean, that's everybody has a different philosophy. It's why we love the NFL draft, too. We have The, the Dolphins always draft what? the best player and then trade him two years later. So, you know, everybody has a different yeah, well, philosophy. For,
8: <laughs> well, for the, yeah. For this one, I'm going to go over to what some people call kangaroo NASCAR, the Australian. Australia. Series. I know where you're Jeez. going. Can I guess? Scott McLaughlin. Yes.
1: Scotty M. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and here again, um, he, there's there's a couple of those guys, and Scotty's one of them. If you could bring him over here and drop him into NASCAR, the personalities alone—they're off the charts. I mean, that would be a. It huge. was Timmerman Gisbergen you well yeah exactly <laughs> there you go uh well and there's a couple of younger kids that are just coming into that series that have really um quirky personalities too if you watch them like on instagram and stuff it's a uh, there's there's that series is full of really interesting people um and that's why i wish it were more sort of available over here to watch at a decent time of day because um that uh, i love that series okay uh Randy, Man, there's final so pick. many
7: good people left that nobody has taken yet.
1: Uh, I, I, we'll do the Power
7: Eye uh, National Champion from last year, Jake, Jake Newman, who was also in the Eye Racing uh, Chili Bowl uh, the other night and almost won the, the stupid thing. But uh, I'm a, I'm picking Jake Newman for my uh, other. You
1: pick. know that is not a bad pick at all, to be honest, um, and a sneaky one uh, again as well. I I think he's definitely got a lot of talent. My final pick's going to be a young man from Texas who's 23 years old. I've known him since go-karts, so I've known him a long time. And he has just never gotten the break he deserves. You watch him run on iRacing. He has won like 27,000 races this year in the uh, NASCAR uh, Cup Series, the one that um, used to be the Peak Series. Now Coca-Cola is sponsoring it. Um, Flying Ryan Lusa. That young man can flat drive a race car. He's just never, uh, again, never been given the right opportunity. And uh, I have great faith in him. And I think I think Ryan is is one of those guys that you could you could take him to Arca and put him in an Arca car for about a year, and he's going straight to trucks. As many eye races as he's won so far, didn't he have enough money to just buy an Arca? <laughs> I mean, well, he haven't not- paid the championship money yet. Oh. So we'll see what happens. It's I'm interested
7: to find out what, uh, what 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 driver Red's been thinking of because he came over here during the break and was like, Yeah, Red's, you know, Red's got Scoping a, through our list to see if he can find a driver. And I, I, I'm, I'm guessing Nick didn't pick him. So. Yeah, nobody got him. Kind uh, like of like I'm match game. Uh, Red
1: right. thinks he has the definitive answer. He's I have about two to of checkmate them. us all, I'm sure. Well, I have two of them that just kind
2: of went into my mind when it Give first came one. in. Uh, the first one was Ty Gibbs. Oh. oh, well,
1: uh, see, I wouldn't have picked uh, him because you're not getting him away from <laughs> Well,
2: but but also, he's a
7: Gibbs, so that means he's automatically guaranteed to get but up that's there what I'm at saying. some point. Like, so. it's not, I wanted... Talent won't get him. I, not, not that he's not talented, but he doesn't have to be talented to get to the Cup Series. He will get
2: there just because of his last name being Gibbs. And, well, then, the, and then the other one yeah. was Bronson Butcher.
1: Well, now, you know, Bronson hmm. is a driver that... Uh, I've seen him run some late model stuff, and... Um, yeah. I mean, and again, you, you know, there were drivers I left out that yeah. I mean, you've got um, Sam Mayer. Well, Sam Mayer. But he's going to be in a truck. Yeah. He right. will be in Sam's a truck. Sam's already. Right. Yeah. Sam's right. already kind of on his way. But again, I guess. Again, he, he, but he But also we couldn't have picked Sam because Sam's run trucks. That's has true. He, has uh, he been in one of Yeah, he's he's been said, in, yeah he ran a couple stars, last year. Yeah. So okay. um he so he's not that. he's gonna run some more this year. So yeah, Sam wouldn't have been eligible for our particular draft under the rules, but you're right. Uh, certainly a, a, a stud um for going forward. Um but you look at, you know, you got Jonathan Schaefer in the Cars Tour right now, who I think would be a good pick. Bobby McCarty is about 27 years old, but I would take Bobby McCarty to the Truck Series in a heartbeat if I had the ability. Because, that, again, you know, right. if you can drive, you can drive. I don't care how old you are. And Bobby Bobby has got a great personality. There are just so many drivers that, you know, there were two or three of the race phase, brand development drivers that I could have mm-hmm. picked that I left off, Um that I've done some work with and know who they are Cade and Caden Honeycutt was on my list. Caden certainly. Yeah. Um, you know, Joe Valento out of Minnesota mm-hmm. is is a huge brain um and is is gonna be uh you know a, a mover and uh they've got a female in that group uh, named Cassidy Hines yeah. who everybody's gotta watch out for. In fact they've got three that I think could be good. Cassidy's the oldest. She's um 15 I think or 16 I think or maybe 17 by now but uh, um, Cassidy certainly is the oldest of the three but uh, Katie Hedinger, whose father owns um, actually owns Victory Custom Trailers um, Katie's 12 but Katie can if she if she learns to drive late models as well as she speaks she's set because um, you know she she does not speak like a 12 year old and then there's another young lady who um, who's uh, named Haley Constance, whose father owns uh, uh, Joe's Racing. Um, and and it's, again, 14 years old, and she she has the the off-track part down. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, the on-track. Developing. I wish I'd have spent so. less
7: money on Hot Wheels when I was growing up and more money on go-karts. <laughs> So well, I would have, <laughs> I would have been know, a really good driver had I spent all my money on a go kart instead of a hobo. well
1: you know, it's just interesting now, Nick. You look at these drivers and you see them. I mean, fifty-one did their short track draft, and and you know, you have all these, you know, these different um guys, you know, who scout and do all the the, the power rankings and things. And there's no way to accurately take all of the talent around the country that's in sort of these lower to mid-level divisions, local regional divisions, and accurately rank them in relation to each other because, um, you know, the criteria is just so varied, Uh, but it's, it's really, to me, uh, Nick, I think it's really refreshing to look at our sport and know that there's so much talent at the bottom that's trying to get up the ranks. And it's not just all about daddy's money. A lot of these kids don't have that kind of money but they're extremely talented, and they're climbing on their talent, and and it can still be done today.
8: Absolutely. And there's one driver, when you were saying all that, I was just thinking of, I wanted him to be one of my picks, but he's made a few starts in Xfinity, and I couldn't. But And he's just one of many like this Josh Berry. And we saw what he yeah. could do when mm-hmm. Dale Jr. gave him yep. that opportunity at Richmond. I would love to see more of him at the national level. Yeah. And there's so many drivers just like that. You, you could put them in a car right now, and they will perform.
2: Yeah, I was curious on that, because there was a couple names that I thought of after this that I was sitting there thinking of, mm-hmm. uh, Bubba Pollard and Lee Pulliam. Sure. Two names right there yeah. that you no, I didn't hear nobody call out either. I mean,
1: you know, again, I, you know, I was kind of— just trending younger because that's, that's where I come from is developing drivers. So, um, I mean, I would have built my whole team around Colby Howard, um, but Colby's already made starts in Xfinity now right. with JD, so I can't pick him. But I'm that kid is another one. I, you know, there's Colby, there's Howie D. Savino, there's the, uh, Venturini's got four or five that are all really good talents. You know, I think Garrett Smithley is way better than he shows Jordan Anderson. Right. You know, but of course, those guys are already, you know, right. established. Uh, we couldn't pick them under our rules, but. Um, You know, we're very fortunate with the sport. We've got, uh, like I said, there's a lot of them at the bottom. It's just harder. It makes it harder and harder to get to the top because as you get to the top, less and less opportunities available. Mm -hmm. So you got to really stand out. Okay. Okay. with that, we are going to step aside. We're going to hang on to Nick and and talk more with him uh, when we come around the corner here. Uh, it's hard to believe that we are just uh, twenty minutes or so for this show has gone lo- by like the day has gone by slow. But then all of a sudden the show comes and now <laughs> yeah. things are going to speed up. We'll be back with more of the thanks, show time after this.
3: <laughs> you own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio.
0: Now back to the show.
1: Speaking of Cody Connor, bringing us back from the break and uh, that blues music that I could listen to all day long. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness as we continue the show presented by mycomputercareer.edu, dot edu, training for a better life. Uh, victory dot And also strutmasters.com, the suspension experts. Uh, I just looked at Twitter and thought this was funny. Alex Hayden tweeting, so if NASCAR and NFL seasons go as planned, the Dolphins will be at Arizona the day of the cup finale. So apparently an NFL game with the Dolphins playing the um, Cardinals, and uh, then you have the cup finale going on at Phoenix at the same time. That would be a crowded Phoenix area. It would. That hopefully, really,
7: by the time we get to the to that part in November,
1: though, we'll be we'll be good. Hopefully. Wouldn't it be amazing if the Dolphins were actually in the playoff on at that time? <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. um, I mean, look, it's twenty twenty with everything else that's happened. It's real. I don't, I believe nothing's off the table. We're gonna bring Nick's sure. group back out. Um, so
7: Nick was talking about having all this money <laughs> to hire Lewis Hamilton to drive his car. Yes. I know of two houses, two two big big houses in Mooresville that are up for sale right now. If Nick would like to, oh, you know, yes. spend some money to get it, because um, apparently Kyle Larson is selling is selling off his his, his estates in uh, North Carolina. So one of them is not finished, the other one is finished. But for about six million dollars, he can have two houses. That's a good deal, Nick. <laughs>
8: I'll have to talk to Lewis about
7: it.
1: See what yeah. <laughs> maybe I mean, you can split it. He's going to have to
7: live in the United States if he's going to run well, yeah. here. So you know, Just
1: give him one and you keep the other. <laughs> I'm himself. sure. I'm sure he would let you sleep in one of his
7: 17 bedrooms yeah. and that would be in his house.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, and that's that's an interesting um, scenario when I saw it because one would one would at first glance one would assume right. It's logical to assume that this would be a bad thing for Kyle or a bad omen, a bad indicator of of whether Kyle thinks he's going to be full-time in NASCAR again or not. But I don't think we ought to be interpreting it like that. Um, You know, first of all, it it always makes me laugh at why these drivers need to. Um, big well, giant houses? Apparently, like, he had bought
7: one when he, I guess, right. when he became a Cub driver, right. he bought one. And then he, when he got married, then so they he was bought. So probably going to yeah, build the, the new house and sell house. the other
1: one anyway. Yes. Right. But, but I just, I think this is probably just simply um, a situational thing. Let's get rid of those and start fresh. Yeah. And decide, I mean, um, Nick, do you see Kyle Larson returning to NASCAR Cup? Uh, anytime soon? And and then by that, I mean uh, maybe, you know, in the next two years, let's say, either now or, you know, in 20 or 21, do you see, what do you think of the chances we see Kyle Larson back in a cup car?
8: That's a tough one, but I don't think we're going to see him for at least a year. I I would put the year being 2022. Really? I think would be the earliest you would see him. I, I think he needs to just take a step back, let this blow over, rebuild himself essentially in the sprint car series that he knows so well in the world of outlaws and just like you said start fresh and then in a couple years kind of make your way back but I think doing it too soon one is not going to be possible unless he wants to get with a really you know back marker team and I also don't think it would be smart I think he needs to just stay back and let this let time take its course and then kind of make the move back up the ranks.
1: Randy?
7: Well, I was sitting there thinking, you know, Nick, with all the money you have, you could just help Kyle out and <laughs> buy the house for him well, and help him out. Yeah, but, but then he would be um, able to bring Lewis Hamilton but, in. Uh, right. Well, I mean, it depends on how much money got. <laughs> yeah. I— I kind of agree. I, I mean, I do think he needs to take a step back a little bit and just kind of, you know, put his focus on what he obviously loves the most, which is World of Outlaws, and just kind of stay stay out of the limelight for a little bit. It's going to work itself out. He's a great driver. Everybody knows he's a great driver. He will get another opportunity. It's just going to be waiting until the right owner comes along to say, "You know what? I'm going to take a chance on you because I know you've learned from your mistakes and put you back in a ride." I feel like it's going to probably be Tony Stewart, who knows, well, but I mean That's
1: what I was going you know. to I was going to say d- do do Either of you not believe that in 2021 there's an opportunity at Stuart Haas for Kyle Larson, Randy? I, I think it's gonna depend it's obviously gonna depend on what
7: Harvick and um uh Almirola and Boyer do, because I know I think they're all three. No, I think Harvick actually recently. No, Harvick so is not up for the other two, two he are on a contract year. So yeah. I mean, obviously there's going to be an opportunity. Obviously, Cole Custer's not gonna go anywhere, so you can take him out of the scenario. But the other two are on contract years. I could see Maybe I could see them replacing Eric Almirola based on performance. Boyer is great with sponsors, although he's rubbing Jeff Gordon, you know, kind of a kind of a way that makes me think I wonder if he's trying to get the 48 car because Gordon's the owner of that car. So they're, they're, I, they've been hanging out an awful lot lately. I mean, I, I know he's not young, but I don't, their son, I, uh, you don't just, just become buddies with Jeff Gordon overnight. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> I think. I mean, unless there's a lot of I, beer involved, which that very well could be true. And, and I, and I'd love to hear Nick's two cents. I'm just saying. But my per, my take on that is not going to happen. They were sure. frenemies a while back. You do sure. remember Clint Boyer tearing off, you know? Right? Um, <laughs> I, I think this has been a long-standing relationship here. Um, I, think, I, I think. I think. You know, I I don't know that Clint would want. I, I mean, probably. I wouldn't leave. The ride that Clint has got to go to the forty-eight, I, I honestly wouldn't. Um, yeah, you know, I think uh, I think that fits Clint to a T. I think, I think the next place Clint goes is to the. Fox he should movie. go to Harvey's car because it's sponsored by beer. Yeah, <laughs> they should have switched cars <laughs> as opposed true. to switching teams. I see. Uh, I mean, my my deal, my thought is, I think that there is a reasonably good chance. Now it's going to depend on money. You got to be able to get a sponsor, but by 2021, you know a lot of things can change. And and I look at I think Smithfield, and I'm just looking at the scenario here. I'm looking at what I see. Smithfield gets bought by China, then all of a sudden, you know they've they've got all these issues of the plant with with COVID. Um, there's a meat shortage. Uh, which is terrible for me, by the way, because I am I am the biggest carnivore in this building, Um, you know, and pork is like ham and bacon. I I live on them. So um, but but I don't know what Smithfield's future is based on that. I mean, I could see the possibility of Smithfield having to go away. Um, And if that happens and you get a chance to put Kyle Larson in your car and you can find a sponsor for him. I, I you know, I Eric's a great guy and he's a good racer, but you know, I, I'm putting Kyle Larson in the car. And Smith, but I don't they were up
7: for uh I think renegotiation last year and yeah. finally decided to come back like at the last minute uh to be on Eric's car. It was like right like two weeks before Speed Weeks, I think, before they finally right? signed their deal. So
1: it's it's a tumultuous situation. I mean, what do you think, Nick, as far as that situation goes?
8: Yeah. I I would be very surprised. If that happened, I just, really I don't see him coming back that quickly. Interesting. Not, so I don't know anything. I'm, I'm not working on any inside information. I don't know. Whatever. Well, no, I do, we're just, just asking for your opinion. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think he, you'll see him in a top cup car in 2021. I don't think Thornton will take him. I, I think it takes a lot of money to make a cup car move. And most sponsors at that level, I still don't think are going to be comfortable with Kyle Larson. I think he needs to, like I said, take a step back, reinvent himself, rebuild his brand, kind of do it over again, and then he can come back and cup around 2022, maybe later. But so he, I, I just don't see that happening. And as for Clint Boyer, yeah, I don't think he's leaving. I don't think he would go to Hendrick Motorsports. I think he's staying with Tony.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if I think, like I said, I think the next place he goes to the Fox booth. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's that's, that's yeah. my opinion. Um, now, here's, the, here's the, the question, though, because Kyle has always said, NASCAR exists to fund his sprint car team. That's all he, that's the biggest reason he was in NASCAR. Okay. Now he's been sort of forced out. If, if he has to sit out until 2022, now we bring the new car in and Kyle sold his two 6 million, you know, his houses for 6 million or whatever you invest that wisely. Um, does he ever come back to NASCAR cup? If he has to wait until 2022, is there a scenario where we never see Kyle Larson back in the cup car, his choice. I mean, you know, if, go
8: ahead, it, sorry. if there was another driver, if we were talking about another driver here, I would say, Oh no, they're going to try to make their way back. But the fact that Kyle has said that, and he even said in the past about leaving cup early to go and just race sprint cars full time. I I wouldn't be surprised if he just said, you know what, I'm just going to go do what I love. go Go do dirt racing and, be done with that but i think now if at least if i was in his shoes i would see it as okay i need to prove that i can get back there it's almost it's almost like a challenge to see all right i belong back there i can get back there i can do this but that's hmm. that's all for him personally decide. I, wow. I can't say but i could go either way really
1: it's interesting because i feel like you become a free agent at this point now you go drive sprint cars you do your own thing and maybe at some point somebody waves an Indy car at him. Well, you I never mean, know. it isn't uh, as if we haven't given people second chances.
7: That's true. The, the thing so to look you, at with with you know, Larson,
1: Dreddy, or Penske, or you know, the thing
7: to look at with Larson, too. Well,
1: yeah, well, yeah. too. I mean, yeah, for that matter, you know, Kurt Busch had a ton of problems, but ended up you know coming back and being forgiven and racing Indy. And so, I mean, I just think eventually this is an interesting place for mm-hmm. Kyle yeah. because he he. he He kind of went to the bottom, but in a sense, he really didn't. He sort of has, he may have some choices over time. Whereas if he was still locked in that cup cycle, he may not necessarily have those choices. So it, it, it kind of becomes intriguing to watch what happens. And here's my, my deal. And, and Nick, I love your opinion on this as well. Um, I feel like what Kyle did, obviously it was a huge mistake, but, it, it's a mistake that I feel like might be easier to recover from than some other, you know, situations you can put yourself in, um, you know, and, and I feel like people will give him a second chance if he shows that he's a different person and, and, and is able to sort of rebuild the brand a little bit. I don't think it's going to take as long as a lot of people think it is, um, I'll be honest. I'm I'm a stickler for acting right, but if I had if I were in Tony Stewart's shoes and I had an opportunity, I'd bring him back in 21. Well, yeah, if absolutely. I could find him a sponsor. We
7: we just sat here and came up with a list of 35 drivers that could easily fill Kyle's shoes in yep. the Cup Series. So the problem he's going to have right now is the fact that he's not going to be in the limelight right now. So there's going to be guys underneath him that want that 42 car because we don't know how long Kenseth's going to be in that car. It could be well, the rest of the year. I think could be is year. Still the future. Yeah, and we'll who see. knows? But you know, I mean, there's a list of 35 guys we just came. But with it would love to have that ride so right. i mean i, I want the longer I, he sits I, out the longer I it's going to be
1: how long do you think before because if you had a cup team and you could find him a sponsor in 21 would you bring him back
8: me personally
5: yeah, yeah.
1: i don't think i
8: would really interesting i, don't think I would okay I, I think i i think i would have to give it more time not because I don't think he could do it. He could obviously do it. Right. I would give it more time. If you asked me around 2022, I think my answer would be different, but I, I just think it would be too soon to bring him back. Just the way this world works right now. I think mm-hmm. he would have to wait. And I think there's a lot of owners that would take him in 21. I think Tony would, if he could, if, the situation presented itself where he could fund that and bring him in. I think he would, but I just don't think that situation will arise.
1: See, I look at it from a marketing standpoint, and I'm saying if I had the ability to sponsor him, whoever takes that chance is going to be an instant huge hero to half of the country who are dirt track fans.
2: Tony has that chance oh, yeah. though. So that's if what, you, if you that's look at I'm it saying. Tony has that yeah. chance. He has that chance right now to bring him back into a Cup car in 2021 yeah. well, cuz his partners with Gene Haas and Haas sponsors the car. Hey. All he's got to do is tell Gene, "Hey, he's going to be in the car, yeah, and Haas yeah, sponsor we're, and he's we're, there." We're Gene's looking,
1: got hang on though. Gene's got an F, two F1 cars and and he's already that's you, true. you know Cole, you know? I mean, that's, true. that's
7: We're looking at Tony Stewart because he's the one owner that doesn't really care too much about what people right. think of him. So if right. he's going to do he's going to do what he wants no matter what. So let's just, you know, go out there and take the chance. What if
1: I have to lose? Nick, it's been fun, man. It's been a lot of fun having you on the show, and uh, we always enjoy it. Look forward to bringing you back again soon, my friend.
8: Yes, sir. Nice
1: being on here with you guys. Yeah. Fantasy and Astros coming in next week, so yes, you'll be able to continue exactly. to dominate us again, yeah. as always. <laughs> Nick DeGroote from <laughs> motorsport.com, everybody. We are going to continue with more of Motorsports Madness right after these words.
5: Here's an important message from Rad and this station.
1: Welcome back to uh, Motorsports Madness presented by mycomputercareer.edu. I need to learn to not look at Twitter just before we come back on the air. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Start laughing at something I cannot possibly explain. Um, But uh, we have got about a minute and a half left here uh, in the radio portion of our show. Uh, TV Overtime coming up next. So, uh, guys, this this show has gone by like... It, it, it always but, does. It, see, I Not feel sure like why. a lot of times it doesn't, but Sometimes. this show, for whatever reason, I think because of our draft and how quickly we kind of ran through that.
7: I think we're all just excited to get to next Sunday. Well, and, and I, that's what it is for
1: sure. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and you know, it's it's almost like I still wouldn't believe it was actually going to happen, except I'm sitting across from James Mellick, who's producing the show, who's working uh, at Levine Family Racing. Um, and uh, he knows good and well it's going to happen because he's been pretty busy this week.
2: Oh, yeah. It's happening. I mean, we're going racing. We might not have fans there, but we will have the cars will on track. going to last for one week, but yeah. we will have races. We're going to have, gonna have be, some noise being made.
1: It's going to be a strange, strange sight, isn't it? I mean, it, you know, and, and, and I don't want to hear any NASCAR jokes. You can just save them because that's, uh, well, they don't have any fans anyway. Bull. Uh, it's it, You know, it's it's going to be a very different um a very different situation even for the drivers because you play off the crowd drivers are performers and it you know just like anybody else and uh in the entertainment business, and so it's going to be really interesting to see how this works out, guys, but um, Darlington is definitely going to happen, and and oh, by the way, um, we're looking to have uh, a special Friday edition of League Lap next week, so uh, stay tuned for more news on that. We're trying to put that together just to lead into the weekend. That's it. We're headed off for the radio. TV Overtime is next. Bye! You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by
0: MyComputerCareer.edu